0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Moitzei Shabbos, this must be Rizcho D'Eisor. I'm Avram Kivalevich, and I'm here with the Saratoya Bechleid of Atzmai, Haniskov. made a mamish, Rav Yosef, Gavrio Bechhofer, who was giving us his very precious time. And, um, Rabbi I, uh, I know that, uh, you are probably, um, waiting, um, I think it's this week, isn't it, that, uh, that the electors officially, uh, agree, or the Congress officially agrees with what the electors have decided, that, uh, Mamish, Kenya, that your choice for president, um, Joseph Robinette Biden, the second, our junior. Uh, I don't
1: know his middle
0: name. You see? You don't even know the people that you love.
1: I know Nixon's middle name.
0: Okay, everybody knows Millhouse. all right. <laughs> it's Nishkan Chiddish, all right. Everybody, yeah, yeah, okay. Don't start going trivia now. So anyway, this week, Joseph Robinette Biden uh, is going to be clearly President Glegambre. So I'm sure that uh, you uh, you have advised our listeners that they should go and vote for him, and you've, we've talked both of us have talked about how um, a bit, uh, it was uh, that we had uh, Donald Trump as president. I think your your emotions uh, were getting pretty uh, pretty strong and, and negative, even stronger than mine. I was sort of like amused, and I would not have been uh, I would have not erased Korea had he won. In fact, I think there might have been some very positive things uh, that would have continued had he won. So I really didn't have much of a game in it. I wasn't really, uh, um, jumping on either of them. I mean, I, I, I despised, uh, Trump for his meatus, for the type of person he was, for his on hugus, but you, you, I think it ran deeper for you. And you think that there's still something going on, right? I mean, from the text that you sent me after Abdullah today, it sounds like you think that there's still, there's still a, uh, a danger of him. Well, I, do,
1: I do believe he's a road staff. Uh you're, you're the dummy Mileu because of the COVID thing. But that's uh, but the, the problem is that I have like a Talmud who who, who wrote to me last week that how much how naive I am that I believe the election was real and that it was obviously a fraud and he has for now he's gonna to have to call me Comrade Beckhoffer because I believe how could I possibly he's from Russia. How can I possibly believe that fraud that wasn't that wasn't fraud if I wasn't like a communist? So uh, this is not uh, isolated in the Orthodox Jewish community. Actually, people across the spectrum, as you know, who, who without any evidence, were taking rumor, innuendo, and stupidity
0: into account, except- I think there was, was, one second, there was some evidence. It just wasn't enough. There was definitely, you think all you, you think- There's no evidence
1: in any other normal election, whenever it goes on in a normal election.
0: Right, but you, there was there was probably a lot of impropriety, just like in every election, including the one of the most famous elections of all time, at least in the modern era, the sixty, the nineteen sixty election that brought uh, Kennedy into right. the so White I mean, House. I mean, we course know course. we we know that the Daily uh, staffed the what it was, and, and Nixon probably would have won had it not been for Daley. There's probably been election fraud all the time. I mean, it's not such a so but nice would it have been would have been enough to to turn the tide for Trump? That's the question. Hmm. I don't um, think all those truck drivers and people, you think they were all doped up and paid to make all those uh, affidavits and statements? You think they were all they Dave sheker? every single person that Trump... Single,
1: another, either Dave sheker, or, or, or Tino kushenishbu. But uh, they were not, uh, n- none of them, I believe, were true. And I think that if the courts having rejected even the Trump appointees, I think whatever it is, except for one case like 54 to five, fifty-five cases indicates that the American system uh, works unfortunately there are these crazy congressmen now senators and representatives who want to disrupt the electoral vote this week and there it was
0: well-guided. it's not gonna, we know it's not going to happen I'm
1: not sure why you think that this is I don't think they're actually going to win but they're, they're they're they are promoting this uh, the, the lost cause myth. now you're a southerner they're promoting the lost cause myth. And there's going to be a lost cause myth, which comes out of
0: this. Okay. One second. Look, I, I, you know, I don't want to sound like Ben Shapiro because my daughter, uh, especially uh, this week uh, over Shabbos, she talked about how much she dislikes Ben Shapiro. And <laughs> she, she, yeah, she tolerates the fact that I, uh, sometimes when I'm eating breakfast or lunch, will ask Alexa to play the latest episode for me so I can bone up on what's happening in the world. Um, and, uh, uh, she doesn't believe that she. She really doesn't like him at all. But I'm going to sort of, uh, you know, quote back uh, something from him that I heard. Hillary and clever were saying a loss they, they were saying that, that Trump stole the election. the whole wasn't the whole Muir I never,
1: I never read, read anybody say that Trump stole the election. One second. Hillary I said never it heard cons- anybody say that What do you what think, think the say whole idea that he was a popular vote. They don't say he stole the election.
0: They all talk about the, the Russian hacking and, the, and and the Russian yeah, but uh, then whatever
1: Russian hacking went on, the Maisa they believe that the vote was a legitimate vote, not that Russian hacking was before the vote.
0: Not of the vote, but they all believed that even the result was illegitimate. People, no, never okay. That. Again, you could you could check all the quotes. There was there, there had been from the left.
1: He didn't recognize him as president because he refused to recognize that this maneuver is the president.
0: That's right, and even though he won, uh, right, but and, and they... on,
1: not because of any other reason,
0: right? But they consistently said that he should not. That, he, that his was his presidency was illegitimate that was said consistently
1: i'm sure there are people who said that obviously people say everything anything not
0: anything. just some people look, not look just
1: some mainstream people the democratic party you know, the mainstream republican party has gone on record as saying there was fraud that that she won he won but biden won by fraud
0: okay that's not going to happen what i'm what i'm saying, saying is I, say I think talk about it the mainstream Republican Party was Mitch McConnell immediately, as soon as the it electors. It. It's not true. As soon After as the electors, yes. As the electors, then okay. he congratulated oh, 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 him.
1: Wink, wink, to Trump, because, uh, you know, oh, we'll wait the electors. Until uh, the electors it's not, not clear. Come on. Okay. I,
0: I don't think this is a big issue. I think that, I don't think his minions are crazy. I think there has been. Well, we when, don't think
1: they're crazy?
0: No, I don't yes. think they're crazy. I think they're all crazy. You sound terrible. Well, how could you? can you call them crazy? Look, well, they... I don't want well, the other I
1: have one other choice. You know, we always have this discussion. But if you know, the other choice is to say that they're malicious. I prefer to say they're crazy than malicious.
0: Look. You know, there's been when Trump was president, there was such an intense hatred. Look, I thought it was a, I thought it was an
1: embarrassment.
0: I thought it was embarrassment to the country. Okay, you think he generated the hatred? I he loved it. He reveled in it. He reveled in it, but it was there from day one. And
1: and 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 come on, to become presidential, he never was president of the rest of the country
0: except for his supporters. Come on. Okay, I I, I
1: mean, he tried I, to pretend, portray himself
0: as such. You know, he he probably listen. He definitely should have done. If he wanted to win, he could have done a better job. I agree with you. But on the other hand, I do believe Shapiro is right that there was for four years a massive, complete rejection of Trump as being anything presidential or president. There was never anything positive written Which about exactly
1: him. What Trump wanted, he thrilled in rallying his troops to the
0: cause. I don't. But let me ask you. Do you think that it was worthwhile the the um, the amount of money and energy that was spent on on the um, impeachment? On the impeachment? Do you think that that was was impeachment was a waste of money, so what? That's right. Okay. But yet all the Democrats said, Yeah, let's impeach him. This is impeachable. Come on, even what he did. You don't think you meant you 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 mentioned Nixon before. You don't think Nixon, Johnson, Kennedy, every single one of them, you don't think they all had backhanded conversations and talks like that about trying to bashmutz and they're all their their,
1: public they tried to portray themselves.
0: As, as, I'm asking that he did some bush of a herpa, the way he portrays himself in public. Yeah. But this was an impeachable offense. Come on! I'm not. I'm not. I don't think. I think
1: Democrats. Okay, so the know.
0: Democrats were.
1: <laughs> Let's say my my detestation of Trump is independent of being Democrat, Democrat or Republican. I'm not Democrat. i not Republican. I am a detester of Trump. As those people say, they call never Trumpers. Yes, Trump. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a Democrat,
0: though. What you said before was you have these lost causers. They were the they were the lost causers for four years. They, there's, they were also arguing about it. And now, with, with 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 Trump's defeat, they finally say, "Oh, the world is finally normal. The world is finally back. Goodness has finally been restored." Yeah, look, you know, I, you don't you don't have to be a boy who grew up in a place in Tennessee where they taught you that the civil war was called the war between the States, which is where I was that to, to know that lost causes are constantly pushed and constantly held on to, And people become martyrs a la tzvi, way more sometimes than when they were alive. So I, again, you know, look as you, we already gave Biden the risk. I am a little bit concerned about, uh, What's going to be with his relationship there at Israel to Medina, Yisrael. Um and, and you got again. Let's give Trump his props, whether it's him or Kushner or or Friedman, whoever was was involved. Those openings to those Arab countries, I think, is a dover of maod. And I think what
1: as as the next
0: topic. Okay, that's because you don't want to admit that there was anything in any, any Dovertaive that was well, native. I think, from... I, think
1: the, I think the peace treaties were Dovertaive. I think it's Trump who did it. I think it's all Kushner who did it.
0: Uh, yeah, but, but Trump is the one who gave
1: Kushner power. Trump had the, pre, the, the foresight to allow Kushner to
0: marry his daughter. That's true. All right. Listen, as far as listen, as representing the bezin of America, that she had the geyrus there, and you also represent the Bezen of America. I yeah, not Bezen America; it's a private base It was done on the Bezen of America. had a kesher to that geyrus. I, I don't know what it was, but it was you know, probably wasn't Bezen America's
1: base as far
0: as I know. All right. Well Anyway, I'll call upon him. We, we should be makabel her as a bas Yisroel, Hatoyvim and wish her and her mishpocha only hatslocha and hopefully more tayelos for Klal Yisroel, despite the sense. fact that her father is a maneuver, and 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 yet. Yeah, five two. It was just fired by Trump. <laughs> You know what? That's a shtickle biting the hand that fed both of us. I think we, you know, as, as we both, we both worked for uh, the school that bears his name and his, his, his mother's name. So I think we should be more makertove to Charlie, despite what we think of him. In yeah, his, I'm we, a very makertove. was
1: still maneuver, but I'm very
0: Yeah, yeah. But if it wouldn't have been for Charlie and the big money, neither of us would have had Parnosa for many, many years. So let's be makertove. Yeah. Plus it was, I want to tell you, it was a great restaurant. That that they had in the Kushner um, facility down the road from Kushner uh, Yeshiva, they had uh, um, Scott Berman was uh, was Kush- was Charlie's rabbi. And uh, he made sure that all the employees had the most incredible restaurant. That uh, all kosher, petachos, ahidur. It was great, incredible, and it was a big kiddish Hashem when I went over there to see what was like there. So I give I give Charlie credit for some for the choices that he made in terms of the people that he hired. Just like I give choices give credit for Trump. Look, um, you really have such you you don't think the Supreme Court is in better shape by having those three Trump judges?
1: By the way, those three Trump judges have now been dismissed by the Trump, uh, by the Trump loyalists uh,
0: as uh, deep staters. As what? Deep staters. Deep staters. Listen, listen, There's always going to be, like we say, people on 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 the uh, uh, lunatic fringe. But Lamisa well, so for Clark. I-, I don't
1: know. For, for first. Trump, I don't know, he's a lunatic, but he probably also thinks now that they forsook him, that their are deep stateers, don't you?
0: Think? Yeah, I don't think Trump has any strong feelings either way. I don't think Trump, Trump, believe me, does not give too much machshava to anything. He's waiting to see what's next on TV to watch. Believe me, he's nishkan <laughs> yeah. Bal And I'm so, saying, believe me, yeah, deep state. Okay, he's just thinking, what am I going to do? Is he going to make it? Look, Melania will probably leave him. You know, I mean, it doesn't really make enough kmina. My point is, Hakadosh Porch who used him as a shliach. To, to make Dvarim Tevin for Claudius Yisroel. He also made him. And I think these three judges are going to make things better for religious life and the protection of religious, from religious life in America uh, for Orthodox Jews. And I think that that's a big brocha. So we have to be market to that. Um, there was one other thing that let's uh, leave the Trump and his supporters uh, alone for a while. Um, I think you've told me in the past that you think that it's an anomaly and it's strange to you that so many from people are, are strong Trump supporters and, and believe in how positive of a person he was. Um, I think there's another phenomena that that has developed uh, very strongly over the last 20 years, and that is... We've discussed uh, this on the program before. Yes, about, about, about a Victor Miller. The, the Rava Avigdor Miller, Zohan um, uh, Evrocha, who was an incredibly important presence in, in Jewish writing, during his lifetime, and uh, many people read his books, and his ideas has he, become even stronger. You know, uh, somebody,
1: people who have read his books
0: are shocked, often later on, to
1: read his other opinions. The ones which are coming out, which are now being uh, recycled by your your friend.
0: Right, the but Teresa Vigder company.
1: Yes, because they thought there's a lot of good and deep thought in the books. And all of a sudden, they come across this uh, rabid, ultra-conservative, uh, misogynist, uh, misanthrope
0: uh, person. <laughs> Misanthropic, yes, yes. You are, you're correct. And and I have spoken to uh, my friend and wondered why everything is being like every single thing the person belched out is somehow verbatim. And he told me, by the way, it's not verbatim. It's much worse. <laughs> he told me they clean it up. But anyway, but, but it still captures the flavor in its grossness of, uh, of, of the man. And we've talked about it. But it doesn't do any coven for him. However, I think you've told me in the past that, that this type of conservative attitude aligns very much with who, who you're considering the, the average from Trump voter. <laughs> right? You believe that there's a, a confluence and, yes. and this messy bridge I'm trying to make here between the first part of our program to the second, I think you'll walk over that bridge with me.
1: No, and, 100%.
0: Yeah, and, and so as I as I mentioned to you uh, a little while back, they actually, here's the point. Um, I think that uh, he was asked a good question that many kids ask, which maybe my daughter would ask. Why is it that Hashem is always referred to uh, as a he? Why don't we say she? Okay. Um, so here is his verbatim, I guess, edited verbatim answer. Because we're not completely yet. We didn't get there just yet. Look, here's a man and he has a beard. A woman has no beard, right? You've seen many women in your life and you're yet to see a woman with a beard. Parenthetically, unfortunately, I've seen enough. Next. And a man is taller than a woman. A woman is the shorter of the two. That's how Hashem made this world. The man is the more powerful. He's stronger, bigger, and he instills more fear. So if you're going to choose a model, a model for one who's in charge of the world, are you going to choose the model of a soft, sweet woman? Isn't that being ridiculous? And that's why we have a government today that takes our money to pay women to be police women, Because people are stupid. People are ridiculous. I'm walking down King's Highway, and here's a policeman, six feet high, and standing next to him is a policewoman who's up to his belly button. It's a joke, a waste of our money. It's just liberal window dressing that costs us money for nothing. The whole idea of elevating women to places of power is nothing but the insanity of the liberals. Women are dignified and are to be honored, and the Jewish women are a treasure. They're the foundation of our nation, but that they represent strength and power and control. Does the woman signify might? And therefore, there's no question that when you speak about Godesh Baruch we speak of Him as a man. So there is my sort of imitation. <laughs> I can't, I can't capture His baritone and His inflections. But there is uh, 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 Rabbi Victor Miller. On this topic, which I guess is very appropriate, considering that the second most powerful person, and maybe even the most powerful person in the country, uh, because of Joe Biden's, uh, and again, kudos to Ben Shapiro for pointing this out, of, of Joe Biden's weakness and probably uh, 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 <coughs> Kamala Harris is...
1: i praise for Ben Shapiro.
0: <laughs> so Kamala Harris here in terms of becoming this powerful I
1: mean, his, voice, his voice is more annoying than my
0: voice <laughs> I got used to it you were Maksha me <laughs> you were Maksha the Karka anyway so and especially when I play him at one and a half speed it's Mamish uh, it's uh, like Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Mickey Mouse but go ahead
1: You're, you're the floor is yours the floor say, is mine. You're about to say about Ben Shapiro and Kamala Harris.
0: Oh yes. So I was saying uh, 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 that Kamala is going to wield incredible power here, and of course here we have Chochma uh talking about how ridiculous it is to elevate these women in this of of, of power. Um, so what do you? What's your response I think it's to nice,
1: this? It's amazing. This is it says on the bottom of this tape number nine ninety from December nineteen ninety four. And I'm surprised that's not so long ago, right? So uh, I, I'm surprised that even 1994 I wanted to get away with saying such a thing. I think
0: that get yeah, away there was there was no internet. I mean, who would be listening? That was this was just a sheer that he was saying to some chaver, you know, 25 or 30 chevra, you know, in, in in the basement of the of the shul. I mean, right? This was. But go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So first, I want to explain the answer to his question uh, in a way which I think we both agree is that the reason why we've dressed koshborhu Baruch Hu in the masculine is because masculine and feminine, it really don't have to do with male and female. Masculine and feminine in the abstract, in the sense of both Dikluk and in the sense of Kabbalah, mean giving and receiving. And there are many uh, women who are givers and many men who are takers or receivers. And uh, the masculine and feminine have nothing to do with actual gender. That's why we've dressed koshborhu as masculine. In fact, in the cases where Hu is receiving, so to speak, we address him as in the feminine, such as the term Shechina. So uh, we do find, or uh, we even find Koshbarahu described like a woman nursing her children. So it's we find various ways of describing him as nothing to do with gender, but rather with a language which has both masculine and feminine uh, genders in the language. Um,
0: we agree with that, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was going to put in a plug for my newest podcast, which is called Some of My Best Friends Are Kabbalists, which uh, we put out every week now, which is sort of a little bit of a primer and to help people understand the Kabbalistic terminology and what uh, Sifra is but I know that you're learning Leshem now, so I know that uh, maybe we'll have it's you... On <laughs> what? None of this appears there. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, we'll see. But you're right. I, I think that... But I would respond that... Uh, he wasn't going to give a Kabbalistic answer. You know, this was an answer that was asked by. Uh, he's going to. You
1: know, I don't think I don't think he ever gave Kabbalistic answers to anything.
0: Yeah. Well, whether he knew whether he knew about Chokhmah Sosayd or not, I don't know. Um, it's. Uh, I'll have to ask my friend if it was ever Nizgala There's maybe some sort of remez to to Chokhmah but I think he was trying to keep things on a non a non uh level. Anyway, and, the, the, the bo- Okay, fine. The bottom line, in
1: any event, here is that this is also silly. Uh, first of all, the, I want to start with the policewoman thing. It's a very vulgar way, the way you put it. But uh, you know, with the, 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 uh, we all know that a gun is a great leveler. It really doesn't matter how powerful a policeman is. The policeman has the gun. And if a woman can shoot better than a man, she's a better policeman than than a man. Because all these things today have to do with the power which you, with which you are provided, not the intrinsic power. Also, um, speaking of what Coach is, a man... Uh, to represent strength, power, and control. But why are those the salient traits? It sounds like something Rabbi Miller would very much agree with because I don't think he had a soft spot, soft spot for the softer traits of a Kurdish Baruch. Hu. I think that he related to Hashem through as, as strength, power, and control, and would assume that to relate to Kurdish Baruch Hu as benevolent, magnanimous, kind, and gentle would be to relate to Kurdish Baruch Hu, like a liberal would relate to him. As a of be liberal, as being a gentler and nicer, and that's not the god of uh, Rabbi Abigdor Miller. Just like it's not the god of the Puritans, right? We don't. God is supposed to be a you know tough. Nasty, vindictive.
0: I, I'm not. I'm not going to go so far as that because I think he's. I think he's on record in many of his other books that probably indicate the great Chesed, the great ava Kodesh Baruch has for us. So I think you're. We're taking this one out of trouble. He does, but this uh,
1: here, he's being Megala. Something. Yeah, but you're
0: okay. But you were saying this probably is what say the way he views God yeah. and Puritans. Yeah. You're in trouble with this one. So I might have to edit it out, but I'm going to leave it in just to get you in trouble. But okay, I, I think the part here. Believe so me, I'm in ed- trouble. I've edited a lot. I just want to. To everybody who's listening and believe me there's been a lot of stuff that we could we could create a blooper version of the Rizha de Reis show and I think uh, it would it would it would be a big hit. Um, the whole idea of this is the part I thought you would jump on. The idea of elevating women to places of power is nothing but the insanity of the liberals. Women are dignified and are to be honored only. Uh, they're the foundation of our nation but they don't represent strength and power and control. So again, based on an idea that that's where I, I thought you would jump in on, because if this would be the case, if this would be the Han what do you think would be? Do you think, this, do you think our, our society, does that show insanity? Or does that show a progress of our society that we can give women power and still honor them and see them in terms of their significance. What, that's the part I think which is, is troubling to me.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, if you want, I, I would take this into more of a...
0: Especially you, as you, you are, you, you have a rebbitzin who is quite a powerful teacher and a controller and she was out of a school and, right. and you understand this. So I think this is something which I think keeps women down. I think this, I think if, I think if people read this, young Tamil HaChomim and young students read this, I think that this will cause them to have a, a difficulty to understand the sheifos of the modern even Beis Yaakov girl and I think that this is something which shouldn't be before some Bismanaza. anyway what do you think do you agree
1: I agree 100% but I would like to add to that which is that I think that since the, the time of um since the time of the industrial revolution this has no longer been the case as we know, that until the industrial revolution, was true to a certain extent because we needed to have uh, people who were strong to work the fields and to control things and to do all these other things, including, of course, fighting. But since the industrial revolution leveled the playing field between men and women to a large extent, because we have labor-saving machines which uh, can take, the, which can give women uh, not just uh, leisure time but also allow them to do things which men only men could do in the past you don't need a strong man to lift lift something. You can use a machine to lift something. So, therefore, this this type of attitude is rooted in a uh, uh, in a um, anachronistic worldview. And uh, while it's true that in within uh, within uh, yahadus we have certain specific roles for men and women, and those roles have worked for us throughout history, um, the, uh, there's no reason why in secular society which no longer has that kind of uh, system and, and where that system is not relevant anymore, should not give equal uh, stature to women. And I think if the world at this point were given to women, I can't know this for sure, and perhaps Margaret Thatcher disproves me, but we'd have less war, less strife, and less, uh, and less uh, nastiness, and therefore less people will be killed and, uh, than they are when men rule the world.
0: Uh, well, I, I do agree that Angela Merkel is a much uh, finer example of a, of a very smart, savvy um, uh, head of state than uh, Donald Trump that we talked about, and many other uh, presidents. I think the uh, I think the president of New Zealand was also extremely, uh, she was extreme. made a big kiddush. I, I don't know if it's a kiddush Hashem, but she definitely did a wonderful thing in terms of the way she handled uh, the, the violence that occurred there um, and and how she dealt with the terrorism. It was incredible to see. And I think in that note, the same way a comforter-in-chief, maybe we need, a. I don't know if it's Kamala Harris to be that, but maybe a comforter-in-chief as a woman would be do a lot more. And maybe a comforter in chief and a woman, because of the femininity and because of the softness that perhaps courses through them, they would have been able to give a message during the pandemic that was perhaps more heated than uh, a bristling uh, macho type of answer. I would, I would even say go as far as to say, and I'm surprised Rabbi Victor Miller doesn't, didn't understand this, There are people who don't respond to the six foot burly policeman with the belly, uh, uh, you know, and, and and with the gun raised that, you know, the, uh, the officer Grumpke, uh, Grumpke from, from West side story, who the the juvenile delinquents hated maybe had there been a, uh, a a woman cop, she could maybe reach some of those people in a different way. There's people we know one of the worst effects of And and this is what, you know, the George Floyd death has has taught us is the reaction to the police involvement. Uh, Yes, you're going to be more scared of the six foot burly guy. But the person who isn't scared, who pushes back might put his weapon down, spoken to by a woman and not by a man. And therefore, having that policewoman there might be one of the best ways to ensure that it doesn't become worse. So it's actually, I think, a big chokhma. not only, again, I'm not saying I would want my daughter to be a policewoman. (laughs) And and maybe it's... uh, it's, we don't want her
1: to to be a policeman either.
0: Yeah, right? (laughs) But the point is, it's clearly something that might be and whether it's theistic or not. But in terms of what it shows about the society, I don't believe that it shows insanity of the liberals. I think it shows an understanding of where the veldt is, and perhaps a way to make things even calmer than they are. And you know, we get things calmer uh, than, 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 than the situation. I think it's actually a, a chokhmah, as I've said.
1: What was what, his mind? I don't even understand the mentality. He was, it sounds almost like he's trying to entertain his audience by taking the most uh, reactionary and, uh, and uh, um, uh, c- controversial position just in order to get a rise out of people.
0: Yeah, oh, that sounds exactly like Rishadar Isa. It yeah, must but, be. He's he's our yeah, he, he, he's he, our progenitor. He's our well, progenitor. Because
1: we tell people that's our purpose here. <laughs> we misled them if that was his
0: purpose, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. But still, Put our cards is, on the table. Yeah, that's right. Well, we're all we're trying to get it right. Let's let's end tonight with uh, a since you know somebody wrote me and said. Every episode should be only five minutes. Instead of everything, should be a lightning round. You guys go off all over the place. Maybe we should always just do, you know, five minute little bits. But somebody was perplexed by the Ravnota answer. Um, and, uh, uh, he thought, I think, and, and again, the letter was written to you, but, yeah, uh, it wasn't
1: real. It was I, I, when I posted our risk of the rice on my blog. So that was your comments on the blog. Okay.
0: So, yeah, they're public. Yeah, okay. But basically, the, the question was would it have really made a difference? I mean, this what sort of alternate reality game was I playing saying that had Ravnath been Ravmish's son in law, that somehow the world would have been different? Um, now you're going to say, this is a topic for a different show. Right, okay. No, so, not right, at all. Okay. So, okay. I think, I'm glad to see you put on the defensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're glad to see it. Um glad is more if, if you know if I would show the video of how beaming you are been, it's mommish it's, it's, it's our pun of it's it's like like we're both redheads, you know, but you are mommish you mommish have fire coming out <laughs> now you're so happy you're right okay, I've got to stroke the dog a little bit to answer this question, but anyway, here's here <laughs> that's just a little joke because. As I said, our, our our Pomeranian sits on my lap for all our all our podcasts. So anyway, here's the point. Um, look, Rav David was Nech Vakav. Rav David Baruch Hashem got his COVID, and everybody knew the Rabbanim uh, who knew he was the address to go to understood that. But he was not a public fighter, and he was not. And, and even though, as Rav Olyoshev and others realized his goingness he there was in a sense other people who pushed and spoke for Rav Moshe, specifically uh, Rav Moshe Tenler's son Rav Mordechai, who um, was in many ways the gatekeeper, in many ways made sure who would see him, who wouldn't, and according to Rav Avraham Greenblatt and others Rocha, was the writer of many of the tshuvas in the in the in the in the later volumes, and. For that reason, many people didn't even trust them. So there did exist, even in Ramesh's time, number one, uh, a a son who, besides this fight of Shir Kaima, was not interested in being his father's uh, left guard and promoting him. There was also, as we said, his grandson who took the job, and I think in a way that was quite aggressive and in many ways, uh, it's very selective in terms of which questions came in and what type of psalchim came out. The third thing was, is that Rav Moshe relied uh, on Rav Moshe Tendler very often for medical advice and medical situations. And Rav Moshe Tendler, despite being uh, an incredible yadin in his field and, and is clearly a, a Talmud Chokham, was is not on the madrego and lumdus and learning and Chiddush and Halacha as Rav Nota.
1: I'd no- like to add to that the point you made there just now, which is that years ago when we were still in Chicago, we wrote an article for some Chicago newspaper, I forgot what the name of it even was, a short-lived one, and about uh, the brain, brain death issue. And we, uh, there's quite good reason to believe that, Re, 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 that Rabbi Tenler uh, kind of uh, um, led Rav Moshe astray in a way that then Rav Moshe wrote a letter which seems to indicate that brain death is a valid determination of death.
0: Which is different than even what Rabdavid, I think, had said, right, in terms of um, of this issue. I think Rabdavid uh, yes. himself think talks about Ravdovid is very partial that it's all about the lack of breathing. Yes. It's when you don't breathe. And Rabdavid kept on repeating that. So I, I would say the following Ravnota is was not a Rav Ravnota is an eagli. Notta would have worked together with Rav Maysha, and Notta would have been in first of all during his lifetime people would have seen Notta as Rav Moshe's kan he Notta's power and his his ability to influence things would have been very strong and he would not kowtow out to anybody and i think that even in Rav Maysha's lifetime Ravnotah's Rav, Rav would have uh, would have relied on Notta to such a point that it, the the shape of the especially the later volumes of the Igris would have been very different. The type of Shilas that would have come out, even the Haris and the Harochas, they would have would have been quite different. Okay. Now, in terms of um, reliance on medical issues, I, they they would have found other people. Um, you know, would those people have been? You know, it wasn't Rav uh, bread and butter, it wasn't his field, but I think that there would have been Rav Moshe who loved his his family, would not have been so kafuf to whatever doctor that they spoke with, whatever doctor quote they spoke to, or Moshe Tenler, who would not have been his, he would have been the person they would have talked to. But it wouldn't have been taken with this, the same amount of seriousness and complete fealty that Rav Moshe had. And therefore, and Rav Nauta would have been a very strong Baal Eitza. And Rav Nauta would have been out there publicly. He wouldn't have been in a vincle in Memphis, Tennessee, being pushed around by the most stupid, idiotic rabbis in the world. He would have been seen as one of the Paiska of the door, and as Rav Moshe's obvious successor. And I think that I, when, think that... I think we
1: should point out something else here, which we now not point out about this which is that I think had Rebniss and Alpert survived, he died very young. He was younger than two of us, it's
0: hard to imagine. He was yeah. younger than
1: two of both of us
0: when he died. <laughs> and, 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 and had met much more Chochma and ta'ira than both of us combined. I will admit, well, I, yeah. I'm speaking for myself and I'm just I, guessing I, about you. And um,
1: yet, uh, had he survived, then he probably would have been able to be much more of the front of, Rav in
0: the next generation then. He was best. Uh, Rav Nota, him and Shmero Shulman, they were all great friends. And here's what I want to say in terms of why you, I think your letter writer said why you would... Shulman was not in the rabbinate. Was he? He didn't go to the... Uh, Shmero Shulman was Rav Moesha's Talmud, but they were all part of this, part of these hevra. And, and, and And the point is, I think that is a very solid middle ground rabbinic way of looking at things. And I think they would have been because they were all, because Rav Nata would have been the pole that they would have uh, uh, been magnetized around, I think there would have been a more... You think this a to I think they would have been a united front, and there would have been a much more of a, a normalish uh, shita in terms of halacha, in terms of, of dinim. Uh, again, we're talking about two, we now have two alternate realities. Number one, we're removing the cancer, whatever it is that took Rav and Alpert away, and we are saying that instead of Rav Nota making the shidduch uh, between him and Rav Shiskal, uh, between Rav Shiskal and Faya, which is what Rav Nota was 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 crucial in doing, he made, he helped make the shidduch mamish. He was approached by Rav Shiskal, Vracha, to make the shidduch. Instead of him making that shidduch, he maybe could have been the person, Or he would have married Shifra, if that's what Rav, Rav Masha wanted. In any of those cases, I think we would have had a radically different Yiddishkeit. I think Rav Meisha's farm would have been different. Mutti Tenler would have been, um, there wouldn't have been a Mutti Tenler. And, you know, maybe it would have been Jacob Greenwood, I don't know. But it would have been somebody would have been. But it, but, or jolly. Or, but Ravnata would have been the gatekeeper it would not have, Rav David was not willing, didn't want to play gatekeeper Rav Nota would have been the gatekeeper and, and just to tell you parenthetically yeah. uh, when Ravnata came to visit Rav Moshe uh, and Rav, Nota, and Rav was in the hospital and a Shaila came in it was very difficult Aguna Shaila um, Rav Nata sat with Rav Moshe in, in the hospital room and Rav Masha told him the basic Mara McClaimers he was thinking about and he asked Rav Nota to write the tshuva. And Rav Nota went to his hotel room that night, and he wrote it up. He came back to the hospital the next day, and he showed it to Rav Mosh and he read it to him. And Rav, Rav Moshe says, I'm him to every single thing exactly the way uh, you, you had it. And I think people would have seen the type of, you know, your, your friend wrote, who's Rav Nota? He's just a Masada regate, that's all I know him about. It would oh, have been.
1: Oh, you know, that Shmuel when he had this issue with the the whole uh, guna crisis, uh, Tamar Epstein case, whatever the resolution that right or wrong might have been. You might say he turned to Rav too. Much. Okay, but again, let me
0: make it clear. That, I'm that saying that his right of uh, Of course, but that was that's Rav Nota in his 80s, in his nine, close to being 90 years old. That was 2015. He was he was 90 years old. I'm saying it would have been a different Veldt. It would have been, the, the, Rav Nota would have been in New York, Rav Nota would have been, the world, and, and, and the Yeshiva Welt would not have been able to, uh, it would have been there, but it would have to have well, factored.
1: Let me, let, me, let me ask you like
0: this. It would have to factor with Rav Nota, and yeah. that would have been a different Yeshiva Welt. Yeah, let, believe me
1: me. Ask, let me ask you like this. About, you know, uh, even um, Rav Nota, in all his years in Memphis... I don't even know he had the same impact as the River of Saffrayim. Of course uh, he
0: didn't. And, I course don't
1: get, and what was that guy, Belsky, who was there for a while? <laughs> yeah, he was the South, was Belsky, wasn't Ravnata
0: Greenblatt. Yeah, yeah, but Ravnota was Ravnata was the one who brought in Belsky, Rav rocha, and he brought in Rav Gershon a for Shlema from Baltimore those were three Rabbonim that Rav Nota brought in to to head the yeshiva of the south but you're right Rav Nota, Rav Nota became who he was because of the choices he wanted to make we were talking about an alternate world yeah. and that alternate world as I said. And I, I, think, I think I've think i justified uh, that answer. And it's always, you know, maybe there's a, uh, who knows, there's some, there's, it's always interesting to think about. The other thing which I would say, the little asterisk is that I guess I would not be here <laughs> if that would have happened, because if I would have landed in Memphis without the influence of Rav Nolte in my life, then Rav Nauta wouldn't have been in Memphis, it's possible that, you know, who knows, I would have ended How up
1: going...
0: I I remember the opening of the Yeshiva of the South, 1966, was the groundbreaking, and that was the the first time I saw Ramisha Feinstein. We were all asked to come outside the whole school, and the whole school was asked to come outside. What? Second grade, third grade. 1966. I was in second grade. I was in second grade, Uh, and I think it was. And I think I was brought out. Because in 65, is, I was in first grade. So it would have been the, either beginning of second grade or the end of first grade. And we were asked to come out uh, to the to the, to the the play, play area. A number of folding chairs were set up there. And there was like festooned. And I remember there was this old rabbi sitting there in the chair. And we were asked to stand there. And he was there at this dedication uh, for... People said that's. I remember. This is what I remember. I remember they said, um, you know, um, there's Ramesha. I said, and I remember asking my teacher that. Okay, that's Maisha. You know what I'm saying? You know, I was like, I was like, that's that's Maisha. That, that's not Maisha. Like, no, no, that's Rav right? So uh, again, shows where I was at. But the point was, kachave. And uh, it stayed with me, I mean, having, you know, seeing that type of incredible COVID. But again, Rav Nota was responsible for that. And um, as I said, you know, they, not the South,
1: right?
0: Well, this is another story that's uh, part of the Rav Nota story of why he was cut out of the Yeshiva of the South and why he didn't have much influence there. But like I said, it would have it would, you know, maybe I would have ended up somehow
1: I remember as, in high school there was like uh Yarte Colony Shiva South were a big thing. Like uh some uh, I think Rabbi my prince my man Rabbi Ginsburg, went down to speak there or something like
0: that. I'm Gabriel Ginsburg. Yeah. Okay. Look, all I can tell you is is that I hopefully, you know, even in that alternate universe, maybe uh I would have somehow made it uh, to be connected to Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechoffer in some way. Maybe even in that alternate universe, I would have, I would have somehow still been able to be the home is the home home. Yes. And on that note, we will leave you my friends to contemplate other alternate universes and alternate possibilities uh, and take care my friends. Have a good week. We'll see you.